The Essential Metals for Humans, a brief review. A review article by Maria Antonietta Zoruddu, Valeria Marina Nurki, and others. From University of Sassari, Italy, and other institutes. Journal of Inorganic Biochemistry, 2019. Abstract. The human body needs about 20 essential elements in order to function properly and among them for certain 10 are metal elements. Though for every metal we do need, there is another one in our body we could do without it. Until 1950, poor attention was given to the so-called inorganic elements and why researchers on organic elements carbon, nitrogen, oxygen and hydrogen and organic compounds were given high priority. Studies on essential inorganic elements were left aside. Based on current knowledge, it is ascertained today that metals such as sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, iron, manganese, cobalt, copper, zinc and molybdenum are essential elements for life and our body must have appropriate amounts of them. Here, a brief overview to highlight the importance and current knowledge about the essentiality. Introduction Although it is continuously discussed which elements should be classified as toxic, beneficial or essential for living organisms, especially for humans, around 20 of the known elements are defined as essential today though the precise requirements can differ within different organisms. First, there are the organic and bulk elements hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen and oxygen. In addition, seven macrominerals are essential, namely sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, chlorium, phosphorus and sulphur. Furthermore, trace elements are defined as essential, namely manganesium, iron, copper, zinc, selenium, cobalt, mobilidium, and iodium for plants or animals. At present, some other elements are under discussion to be included in the category as essential for both, such as, for example, vanadium, nickel, bromium, silicon, tin. For arsenic, but also for piombium, a positive effect of traces has been discussed for certain organisms, indicating the uncertainties in classification of many trace elements. In fact, a dose response diagram shows that also essential elements for human life can be toxic if the dose is high enough, pointing to the Paracelsus principle, the dose makes the poison. Possibly during the evolution of life, a biological function could be developed for all natural occurring elements. It is noteworthy that elements such as silicon or aluminium that are so abundant in the Earth's crust play only marginal roles in the biological systems and this has been related to the water insolubility of their compounds, oxide or hydroxide at physiological pH. On the other hand, a rare element such as, for example, molybdenum is quite soluble as molybdate, oxynion, at physiological pH, and it has been found to be essential in many living organisms. Essential metal elements 
which elements are essential or beneficial and which are non-essential and only toxic for certain organisms is still under discussion, particularly for humans. Despite the complexity of their functions, some characteristic deficiency symptoms of metal elements for humans are quite familiar and are reported in the table. As far as the toxicity is concerned, two groups can be distinguished, those for which the low abundance or the low bioavailability make them not necessary for life, and those elements for which only negative effects have been found so far. In this latter group, metals such as soft acid chemical character are included, such as thallium, lead, mercury and cadmium. The importance of a number of inorganic elements, metal elements, as essential components of living organisms is well demonstrated, in particular for human beings. The list of metal elements that are considered today essential for humans includes sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, manganesium, iron, cobalt, copper, zinc, mobilidium whereas some others, such as vanadium, nickel, tin, are presumed, but not ascertained, to be essential for humans. Regarding chromium, it was considered essential for humans until a few years ago in the base of results with experimental animals. Animals which do not have chromium in their diet have been shown to get impaired ability to use glucose in the diet. The same should be true for humans, but more recent researchers have excluded it from the list of essential elements. Furthermore, chromium-3 plus may interfere with iron absorption. Thus, chromium-3 plus may be considered a pharmacological agent rather than an essential metal, though the issue is still under debate. On the other hand, chromium-6 is considered toxic in that it may be involved in chromium-induced cancer. First of all, to be categorized as essential an element must satisfy the following conditions. 1. It must be present in all human tissues. 2. Its total absence in our organism cause irreversible and severe damage to the vital functions. 3. The reduction in physiological function can be normalized by appropriate supplementation of the element. If one metal element is useful only to improve the organism functionality, it should be better referred to as beneficial element, and its dietary deficiency must result in a reduction of a biological function from optimal to suboptimal. A non-negligible quantity of non-essential metals such as lithium, rubidium, strontium, zirconium, piombium, but also gold, uranium and some others can nevertheless occur in our body. These elements are taken up from food, water, air, often because of their chemical similarity and character with important essential metals and their affinity for the same dinatoms and chemical sides of the essential metals. For example, the hard strontium ion resembles calcium ion and we can find it in large amounts than many essential metals bound to phosphates in our bones. Although strontium iron is not essential, it has been shown to protect against osteoporosis and its renylate salt has been classified as a beneficial drug. Similarly, 
lithium ion, rubidium ion, or cesium ion can substitute for sodium ion and lithium ion is also a well-known drug for treatment of bipolar disorder. Aluminium 3 plus and zirconium 4 plus can in some compounds substitute for ion 3 plus, depending on their charge and size. Thus, uptake of an element by a biological system is not a proof of essentiality. In Table 2, the essential 10 metal elements for human beings and the average amount in the adult reference man average weight 70 kg is reported. As we can see, some closed shell metals are included. Metals of the first and second group and most of the first series of transition metals and one of the second series of transition metals are also included. Considering that water is the solvent where they can act, essential metal elements can be found as cations except for molybdate oxyanion. On the other hand, virtually all the biological polymers, membranes, ribosomes, DNA, RNA, nuclei, lipids, etc. are negatively charged. As a consequence, there is an obvious need to neutralize the negative charges in the form of polyelectrolytes. Protons are not able to do that because the ions are strong acids and weak bases at physiological pH. However, sodium, potassium, magnesium can well fulfill a neutralizing function in vivo. It is not surprising that elements as calcium has the list. In fact, it has been found in a quantity around 1000 gram and 99% of the human's calcium constitutes along with phosphate the skeleton. Regarding the average elemental composition of a human body, calcium, the first metal element, ranks the fifth position among the essential elements in general after the organic elements oxygen, carbon, hydrogen and nitrogen. With regard to quantitative presence, potassium and sodium are the next two most present metals and operate among other functions to transmit to and from the brain the nervous impulses. Lower quantities are present of magnesium, iron and zinc and dietary deficiencies are frequently reported. On the contrary, for example, iron can also be present in excess in the diet and in the body. Zinc with about 2 gram per 70 kg weight is the second most abundant among the transition metals in the human body. The last metals on the list are present in very small quantities in traces but nonetheless they have important functions. The first evidence is that the chemistry of life is mainly the chemistry of the lighter elements which have atomic number lower than 36 except molybdenum, including metal as well as non-metal elements. Besides, the essential elements have been selected from almost all groups of the periodic table except the third and fourth group of transition metals plus that of the noble gases. Scandium and titanium don't have any biological importance and the same applies to most other heavy metals, mainly to the left of the periodic table, whose compounds are almost insoluble at pH 7, 7.4, such as niobium, tantalum, zirconium, hafnium, or tectinium, rhenium, as well as platinum metals, which are often too rare 
to have biological relevance. There's no aperiodic chemical property of an element that makes it essential for human beings, but all kinds of periodic properties, dimension, oxidation state, periodic properties can be associated with life processes, except for the HSAB, hard soft acid base, chemical character. We can see that the soft acids rarely are essential for life, and on the contrary, they are often toxic. The hard soft acid base principle predicts which ligands are preferred by metal ion. Soft acids prefer soft bases than soft metals, also in a very low concentration are able to disrupt the structure and function of enzymes through the breaking of hydrogen bonds or SS bonds by forming S-metal bonds. Thus, important enzymes are deactivated by soft metal ions. Then, most of the soft metal ions are toxic if present in the body in amount of tenth of milligrams per kilogram of weight. No one of the typical soft metal ion is essential except copper, which can be present during redox reactions involving kappa 2 plus ions or intracellularly tightly bound by specially designed chaperones and metalloenzymes. Several hard acids are essential for life, sodium, potassium, calcium, and because of their abundance are predestined for a non-catalytic function. The binding to ligands is mostly weak and for their ionic mobility can be used to transfer information and as hydrated ions can selectively pass through membranes. This electric current can transmit nervous impulse. Magnesium ion and calcium ion have structured scopes as phosphate or carbonates in bones, teeth, and stabilize ionic structure by electrostatic interactions. Many of the borderline metal ions are essential also if they are present in trees. The appreciable Lewis acidity make them able to specifically coordinate to some ligands or to improve the acidity or reactivity of ligands. Some borderline metal ions have several accessible oxidation states, sometimes differing only by one electron, which allow them to catalyze important redox reaction in enzymes. Metal ions or their compounds have several biological functions which can then be summarized as follows. Participation in assembly hard structures via biomineralization, calcium or magnesium ions participate to solid state or structure functions. For example, the structure of double helix DNA is maintained by presence of mono or divalent cations, which significantly reduce the electrostatic repulsion forces between the nucleotide phosphate groups they are negatively charged. Very fast transfer of information by charge carriers. Participation in degradation formation or metabolism of organic compounds by metal sites in several enzymes. Transfer of electrons in redox pairs also by stabilizing unusual oxidation states of redox active metals. Ion 2, Ion 3, Ion 4, Kappa 1, Kappa 2 Manganesium 2, Manganesium 3, Manganesium 4, Mobilidium 4, 5, 6, Cobalt 1, Cobalt 2, Cobalt 3.
carrying out difficult reactions under physiological conditions. Most of the transition metals are able to both provide unpaired electrons and to concurrently donate electronic charge through a P-back donation bonding. Biological relevance of essential metal elements Metal elements can be taken up, accumulated, transported or stored depending on their function and activity. Though there is a long pathway to be undertaken before our understanding of the complex biological chemistry of life, some of the most important biological functions of essential metal elements are summarized here. Calcium This is the most abundant inorganic constituent of the human body, accounting for about 1 kg of the body weight. The ideal calcium intake is around 700 to 800 mg a day. Cheese, milk can provide about 200 mg per 100 gram and in order to utilize calcium in the diet, vitamin D is needed as hydroxyapatite CA5PO43OH2. Calcium is a major component of normal bone and teeth. Hydroxyapatite makes up the bone mineral in the matrix of teeth and this calcium compound gives bones and teeth their rigidity. Calcium is a cofactor for numerous enzymes and is also important for intracellular functions as a messenger in cascade signaling reactions. For example, muscle and nerve function and impulses, cell division and for blood coagulation, keeping blood pH stable. The blood plasma levels of total calcium are kept fairly constant, within narrow limits 2.2 to 2.6 millimolar per liter. However, about 50% of this blood plasma calcium is bound to albumin, and measurements of ionized calcium may be the recommended analysis, since the amount of total calcium varies with the level of albumin. If the diet provides insufficient amounts of this element, the organism will mobilize calcium from bone through a process that is brought about by increased circulating levels of the parathyroid hormone PTH. Bones are able to keep the level of calcium in the blood stable in order to cover all the functions of this metal ion. Hypercalcemia disorder affects the neuromuscular, gastrointestinal, renal, skeletal and cardiovascular systems. The most common causes of hypercalcemia are primarily hyperparathyroidism and malignancy. Some other important causes of hypercalcemia include overdoses of vitamin D, hypercalcemic crisis with total calcium above 14 mg per deciliter is a life-threatening emergency often precipitated by malignancy. Aggressive intravenous rehydration is the mainstay of management in severe hypercalcemia and an intravenous administration by phosphonates can usually alleviate the clinical manifestations of hypercalcemic disorders, whereas bisphosphonates have calcium-killing properties. The previous use of another chelator, the sodium EDTA, in hypercalcemia is considered obsolete today.
in hypercalcemia mediated by vitamin D, and in hematologic malignancies, for example, myeloma, glucocorticoids may be the first line of therapy after fluids. Hypocalcemia may occur due to hypopalatidoism, acute or chronic kidney failure, low vitamin D intake, genetic anomalies, or iontrogenic causes related to some anti-osteoporosis or chelation drugs. In chronic hypocalcemia, bone mineralization may be compromised, whereas acute cases may present by convulsions, tetany, or numbness. Potassium. The adult human body contains about 140 grams of potassium. The daily intake should be about 3.5 grams a day, and almost all food contains potassium. The most rich are nuts and seeds, which may contain up to 1% yeast extract, or coffee between 3 and 4% by weight of this essential metal. All parts of human body can contain potassium. This cation occurs predominantly intracellularly and contributes significantly to the intracellular osmolarity. And its most important role is the activity in nervous system. Blood plasma potassium levels are normally kept within a narrow range of 3.5 to 5 millimolar per liter, whereas intracellular levels are significantly higher. Potassium content in the plasma is tightly controlled by several mechanisms. Renal excretion represents one of these mechanisms. A mechanism of particular importance is the so-called ion transport system usually referred to as the sodium-potassium ATPase pump. This pump moves potassium across the cell membrane into the cell, while sodium is pumped out of the cell. In this way, potassium and sodium cations influence fluid distribution between intracellular and extracellular compartments by osmotic forces. Movement of potassium and sodium across the cell membrane is basically mediated by the sodium-potassium pump which uses ATP to translocate sodium ions out of the cell and, at the same time, potassium ions into the cell, creating an electrochemical gradient across the cell membrane. The electrochemical potential in nerves depends on the physiological presence of potassium intracellularly, and adequate potassium-sodium balance across the membrane is of importance for the signaling in nerves. In the intracardial pathways of signaling and regulation of heart rhythm, potassium is of particular significance. Some other elements such as lithium, cesium and thallium have chemical similarities with potassium and may displace potassium from important intracellular locations. Hyperkalemia is defined as plasma potassium levels above 5.5 millimolar per liter. In severe cases, this can result in cardiac arrhythmias with palpitations, in addition to a generalized muscle weakness. If severe abnormalities in heart rate occur, hyperkalemia can result in cardiac arrest and death. This may happen in severely affected cases with plasma values above 6.5 millimolar per liter. Such high levels can also be detected on the ECG. The most common cause of hyperkalemia is related to acute or chronic kidney disease. 
Other causes include adrenal insufficiency or long-term use of angiotensin converting enzyme ACE inhibitors. Initial treatment in patients with ECG changes is calcium gluconate. Any drug that might worsen the condition should be stopped. In addition, some cases may need treatment with glucose and insulin. Hemodialysis is the most effective method in severe cases. Hypokalemia refers to a state of deficiency of potassium in the plasma, which can be fatal if severe. Common causes are increased gastrointestinal losses due to vomiting or diarrhea or increased neural losses, often due to long-term use of diuretics. Inadequate potassium intake is a rare cause of hypokalemia. Disease states leading to abnormally high aldosterone levels can cause excessive urinary losses of potassium. Deficiency symptoms include muscle weakness, ECG abnormalities, decreased reflex response, and, in severe cases, cardiac arrhythmias. Mild hypokalemia may be treated orally with potassium chloride tablets. Potassium-containing foods may also be recommended. Severe hypokalemia may require intravenous treatment, typically using a physiological saline solution supplemented with about 30 millimolar calcium chloride per liter given of up to 4 hours. Sodium Ordinarily, the adult human body contains about 100 grams of sodium. The median daily intake is around 3 grams and a regular supply is needed because it is lost by the kidney from the bloodstream. And physiologically high intakes of sodium as stable salt may increase the blood pressure. A general recommendation based on the overall evaluation of payable data states that sodium intake in adults should not exceed 2.4 grams per day, which corresponds to a limit of about 6 grams per day of table salt, sodium chloride. Sodium is the extracellular counterpart of potassium. It regulates the amount of water in the extracellular space via osmotic homeostatic processes, together with other electrolytes and macromolecules, and together with potassium it regulates the total amount of water in the body. In nerves, sodium is fundamental for the electrical signaling. Blood plasma sodium levels of sodium are normally kept within a narrow range of 135 to 145 millimolar per liter, whereas the intracellular levels are low. Hypernatremia is a state with high concentrations of sodium in blood plasma exceeding the physiological upper level of 145 millimolar per liter. Early symptoms may include a strong feeling of thirst combined with weakness and nausea. Severe symptoms typically occur when levels exceed 160 millimolar per liter and may include mental confusion, muscle dysfunctions, and, in the most severe cases, intracellular spot bleeding. Loss of water due to renal disease may precipitate hypernatremia. Among other conditions that can lead to increased blood sodium levels are hormonal disorders, including diabetes insipidus and hyperaldosteronism. Too much intake of salt is a rare cause of hypernatremia. 
In general, it is recommended that therapeutic correction should occur rather slowly, in mild cases, by drinking of water. Hyponatremia is generally defined as plasma sodium concentrations less than 135 mL per while severe hyponatremia denotes a state with values below 120 mL per liter. Mild symptoms of hyponatremia may include unspecific dizziness and headache, whereas severe hyponatremia may give rise to alarming neurological symptoms involving lethargy, severe confusion, seizures and coma. As far as therapy is concerned, it is important to eliminate the cause of hyponatremia and to carry out a controlled correction with isotonic or hypertonic saline. Too rapid correction can precipitate a serious cerebral complication called osmotic demyelination syndrome. Magnesium Among the cations in the human body, magnesium is the fourth in abundance and is the second in intracellular cation and tissues. The human body contains about 30 grams of magnesium, 50% stored in bones and the remaining in body fluids, soft tissues and muscle. Although only 1% of the total magnesium is found in blood, the concentration of magnesium serum SMC is the main medical test used to assess the magnesium status in patients. Magnesium plays a vital role in more than 300 enzymatic reactions, among which the transmission of nerve impulses and the synthesis of fatty acids and proteins. Magnesium plays a fundamental role in biology. ATP needs to be bound to a magnesium ion to be biologically active and in formation of the transition state where ATP is synthesized from ADP and inorganic phosphate. Magnesium released from the breakdown of bones is a vital cofactor essential for multiple metabolic enzymes that are upregulated in activated immune cells. Consequently, the human content of magnesium ions is a determining factor of the immune system. Magnesium is also important in the structure of skeleton and muscles. The bone acts as a magnesium store. The necessary magnesium intake in humans is evaluated in at least 100 mg per day. Almonds, cacao, brewer's yeast have more than about 200 mg of magnesium per 100 gram. Iron. About 5 grams of iron can be found and it is the most abundant D-metal iron in the human body. A daily intake is around 7 mg and foods rich in iron liver, beef and red wines, eggs, though only a fraction can be absorbed, about as little as 25%. Human genome codes for more than 500 iron proteins. Iron is an essential element for practically all living systems. It is implied in at least 100 enzymatic reactions, oxygen transport and utilization, DNA synthesis, electron transport and iron 2 plus represent the oxygen carrying core of hemoglobin. About 80% of the total iron content is found in circulating red blood cells, hemoglobin, and in the muscle myoglobin. The remaining 20% is distributed between the storage proteins ferritin and homocytorine. A few hundred milligrams are involved in enzymatic processes 
and about 3 to 4 mg circulate in the plasma bound to transferrin. Iron in plasma is turned over about 10 times a day. The metabolism of iron is basically conservative, with an average absorption of 1 to 3 mg per day and an almost equal amount excreted by cell desquamation. In women, it plays an important role. The delicate equilibrium between iron uptake and iron loss and the mechanism regulating iron uptake were accurately discussed by Crichton and Ward. The extracellular amounts of the toxic ironized iron are negligible since the plasma protein transferrin has extremely high affinity for iron 3 plus. Extracellular hemoglobin may also act as a pro-oxidant, but intracellularly it is shielded not only by the red cell membrane but also by intracellular glutathione and the antioxidative enzyme glutathione peroxidase. In sickle cell anemia, thalassemia and or transfusional siderosis, toxic amounts of iron are deposited in liver, heart and other organs. In its inorganic compounds, it presents various oxidation states 0, plus 2, plus 3, plus 4, and plus 6. The written wired coordination chemistry is the main reason for the unusual suitability of iron in all the biological system. In both of the two common oxidation states, iron 3 plus and iron 2 plus, it is able to adopt different coordination environments with full or empty coordination sites. The redox potential iron 3 plus, iron 2 plus can be modulated by the properties of the coordinated atoms. The chemical features render this metal appropriate for the transport and activation of small molecules and for the electron transfer process. The ionic radius of 67 pm and the positive charge plus 3 mark free iron 3 plus as a hard acid which prefers hard oxygen ligands. On the contrary, free iron 2 plus with an ionic radius of 83 pm and a positive charge 2 plus is borderline between hard and soft acid character and its coordination by nitrogen atoms is favored compared to oxygen ligands. Iron can be toxic when present in excess. In the presence of molecular oxygen, loosely bound iron is able to redox cycle iron 3 plus, iron 2 plus, generating poisonous oxygen derived free radicals, ROS. The cells adopt a number of protective strategies to avoid such events, including iron storage, entirely controlled iron transport. Recently, relations between iron deficiency and overloading was considered. Iron 2 sulfate was largely used as an oral supplement as far back as 1832. It is also reported that iron bioavailability is dependent by plant foods comprising polyphenols and tannins. Zinc. The average 70 kg human contains zinc in about 2 gram amount being the most abundant essential D-metal ion following iron. Highly concentration of zinc can be found in vesicles, in the brain, in bones and muscles. It is reported that the concentration dose is around 15 mg per day and that low cellular zinc amount can induce stunt growth and developmental 
and apoptosis in several cells. Zinc deficiency in developing countries leads to decreased resistance against infection, particularly in children, and in severe cases it may lead to hypogonadism and dwarfism. Abundant intakes of zinc induce synthesis of a metal binding protein, metallothionine. Also in gut, mucosal cells and may thereby protect against toxic actions of copper, for example, in Wilson's disease. Zinc 2 plus is a ubiquitous ion which can play several roles, such as structure catalytic regulatory. It takes part in the enzymatic action of more than 300 proteins carbonic anhydrase, superoxide dismutase, alkaline phosphatase, for an example. It is found in association with RNA polymerases, with a catalytic role in the acid-base reactions. It has important functions in organizing the tertiary structure of proteins via zinc fingers. Many zinc finger proteins function via interactions with nucleic acids, for example, regulation of gene expression by transcription factors interacting with DNA responsive elements through zinc fingers. Zinc 2 plus ion can be considered as a major regulatory ion among the redox inherent metal ions sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, sharing with calcium the signaling capacity. Zinc 2 plus ions are able to behave as messengers of intracellular information as well as input of extracellular communication. Thus, they have a role in the transmission of information inside the cells, as well as in communication among the cells. The zinc regulatory pathway interacts with calcium 2 plus ion signaling. The reason for zinc in Lewis acid function and not iron can be that zinc is a better Lewis acid and it does not function as a Rodox catalysis and then it is not able to damage DNA. Copper. About 100 mg of it is present in our body and among the essential D metals is the third most abundant. The daily intake of copper is around few milligrams. Several foods are rich in this essential metal, meats where it is present as copper protein, kidney and liver, oyster, lobster, mushrooms, nuts, almonds. Therefore, dietary intake of copper ions can generally exceed tissue requests. So, homeostatic mechanisms are able to regulate both uptake and export in order to maintain a sufficient supply while minimizing toxic properties. It is important in various enzymatic reactions, particularly as an electron donor, and for enzymes that are important to our ability to use oxygen actively. In the respiratory chain, in mitochondria, the copper enzyme cytochrome C oxidase operates as an electron transporter. Cytochrome C oxidase is one of the most important proteins with three copper centers per monomeric protein complex. Copper participates also in the formation of connective tissue as collagen and keratin. Copper 2 plus ions are carried out inside the cells through specific copper transporter and reduced to copper plus 1 ions. Again, specific copper metalloceperones assisted in reaching specific target enzymes without causing damage or becoming trapped in several binding molecules. 
Free copper ions are found in living organisms in a very low concentration to prevent the possibility of inducing highly reactive free radicals through the phantom reaction during cycling between the two common 1 plus and 2 plus oxidation states in several copper enzymes. Though copper is essential, it can be toxic in a high quantity also because it is able to replace less competitive metal ions from metalloproteins as zinc and iron. From their side of action, high intakes of copper may lead to several toxic effects as well as copper deficiency which can have severe outcomes frequently related to neurodegeneration. In fact, several disorders can be associated to copper deviations. A syndrome connected to a hereditary dysfunction of the intracellular transport of copper, Minky's kinky hair accompanied by metal and physical growth disorders, an insufficient oxygen utilization in the brain and the permanent damage caused by acute deficiency of copper, Wilson's disease which induces copper overload in the brain and liver leading dementia, liver injury and then death. Manganesium, mobilidium and cobalt found the human body in concentrations ranging from 12 to 3 mg may be needed in amount very low that a lifetime supply could be no more than 30 gram. They are essential for life because they are present in enzymes which catalyze important processes for human life. Manganese the average 70 kg human contains manganese in about 12 to 20 mg amount. It is an essential metal for intracellular activities. It is a cofactor in a number of enzymes with functions in metabolism, regulation of cellular energy, reproduction, in the growth of bone and connective tissue. As manganese superoxide dismutase, glutamine synthetase, arginase. Manganese superoxide dismutase, MNSOD, is of particular importance since it protects mitochondria from toxic oxidants. The most abundant manganese enzyme in the body is glutamine synthetase, which has an important role in the brain function. There is any need for humans to take manganese supplements because usually we take it enough from our diet. Foods rich in manganese are almonds, blueberry, olives, avocados, rice, oats and tea. The daily dietary intake is from 1 to 10 mg that is not far from the 20 mg which is considered a dangerous intake. In fact, overexposure to manganese, for example exposure at the workplace, may give rise to several outcomes. Manganese accumulates in the bones, liver, pancreas and mainly in the brain. Several pathologies of polycythemia, dystonia, hepatic cirrhosis have been related to its overexposure. In particular, symptoms as in Parkinsonisms, the so-called manganism, has been reported following manganese access. The molecular mechanisms involved include oxidative stress, misfolding of protein, apoptosis, mitochondrial dysfunctions and interference in the homeostasis of other metal essential ions. 
The toxicity of manganese depends from its chemical form. Manganese 2 plus, which is the normal form which takes it, is not dangerous. On the contrary, permanganate is considered very toxic and exposure to dust or fumes is considered a health hazard and the manganese amount should not exceed 5 mg per meter square even for short periods. Among the oxidation states, manganese 2, manganese 3 and manganese 4 are the most important biological system. Manganese 2 has chemical similarity to magnesium 2, although the activity of manganese is mainly related to its redox activity. Several studies have been devoted to understand the mechanism by which manganese ions enter the blood-prey barrier, facilitate diffusion, as well as active transport have been suggested. It is possible that several transporter molecules can be mutually responsible to maintain the optimal level of manganese ions in tissues. Furthermore, it has been reported that manganese transport in the brain and peripheral tissues can be mediated by iron transporters. Molybdenum The average adult person has about 5 mg of molybdenum, though this amount in a single dose would be dangerous. Liver, kidney, small intestine contain the most of molybdenum. It is known that it is taken up by cells in the only form of molybdate oxynion, where molybdenum is in the 6th oxidation state. The average amount intake for humans is around 0.3 mg a day. It is the only essential D-metal of the second and third series of the periodic table. Foods that have the most molybdenum are lamb, beef, liver, pork, lentils, peas. Despite the toxicity of this metal, molybdenum is essential to all species and molybdenum enzymes are ubiquitous. Contrary to tungsten, the heavier homologue metal element in the same group. This difference has been related to the lower reduction potential of tungsten compared to that of molybdenum centers. Four molybdenum enzymes belonging to the family of sulfide oxidase and xanthinoxyreductase are coded from the human genome. The xanthinoxidase mammalian enzyme is important for the production of uric acid and excrete unwanted nitrogen compounds from our body. Aldehyde oxidase that requires molybdenum is necessary in the metabolism of alcohol. Japanese people, which normally have low levels of this enzyme, can metabolize alcohol much more slowly than other people. Molybdopterine, a phosphorylated pyranopterine moiety, is the enzyme cofactor where molybdenum is bound to the enzyme active site. Excluding nitrogenase, it is part of the active site of all the molybdenum enzymes. Neurodegeneration and childhood death can be triggered by molybdenum deficiency caused by genetic diseases. A role in medicine has been proposed in the treatment of diabetic mellitus for molybdenum from the evidence that it is able to prevent lipid oxidation and protect antioxidant systems in experimental diabetic rats. In addition, molybdenum disulfate ion is in the phase 2 of clinical trials in the cure of esophageal and breast cancer. 
metabolism of molybdium has been related to copper metabolism following the identification of copper bound to the molybdenum structure. Cobalt. Though cobalt plays a vital role, only about 2 mg of it are human body. It is essential as a component, the heart of vitamin B12 molecule that is fundamental for several biological processes, especially for the transfer of methyl groups, for example, into DNA. The amount of cobalt we need is very small. The average recommended amount intake for humans is around few micrograms a day. Foods that contain it are sardines, salmon, peanuts, butter, molasses. Whereas iron can be introduced into the resembling porphyrin ring in the human body by an enzyme iron chelatase, the entire cobalamine molecule must be supplied by the diet. In digestive tract, specific proteins are able to selectively absorb vitamin B12 from the diet and carrier proteins participate to the distribution of the vitamin. The vitamin is normally bound to the gastric factor, a specific receptor complex that is formed by two proteins, amnulis and cobalin, included the vitamin in the ileum. Pernicious anemia can be a consequence of a deficiency. In this case, the inactivation of methionine synthase or methylmalyl-CoA mutase enzymes for which this cobalt vitamin is a necessary coenzyme occurs. An altered trafficking of the vitamin leads to a deficiency of it with consequent neurological and hematological pathologies. A role in medicine for a cobalt complex has been found. Cobalt 2-methyl-limidazole-2-acacine complex has been tested against ophthalmic herpetic keratitis and adenovirus keratoconjunctivitis for which clinical phase 1 trial and against herpes labialis for which clinical phase 2 trial has been concluded. Tin. Among the possible essential elements, the average person has about 20 mg of tin. There is more tin in the human body than it seems we should need. The daily intake of humans is around 0.3 mg. It results essential for several living organisms for which a tin-free diet resulted in not properly growth. This fact supports its essentiality for humans. Toxic effects of essential and non-essential elements Both essential and non-essential metals may exert toxic effects if the dose of ingestion or exposure exceeds certain levels, often referred to as critical levels. The effects induced at these levels by a toxic agent may be referred to as critical effects. These effects arise from the so-called critical organ. For example, the central nervous system is the critical organ in cases of elemental mercury vapor exposure. When discussing metal toxicity, it should be emphasized that not only concentration range but also speciation and oxidation state are crucial factors that affect the poisoning aspects of the metal in question. Those effect and those response relationships are fundamental concepts in toxicology. 
a dose-effect relationship exists if an increase in the dose of a chemical compound causes a quantifiable increase in the toxic effect observed or the occurrence of additional undesirable effects. On the other hand, if an observed effect is not quantifiable in single individuals but is either present or not present, a dose-response relationship exists if the percentage of a population responding with that effect depends on the dose of the chemical. It is also possible to depict a quantifiable effect on a dose-response curve by illustrating the percentage of the population with the value of a biomarker above a certain level. For example, beta-2 microglobulin in urine above a certain threshold. The goal of chemical toxicity testing and of toxicological research is to identify potential adverse health effects that can be caused by low doses of unintentional exposure to environmental toxicants, for example, toxic metal ions or metal compounds. One basic principle of the framework provided by National Research Council and the analysis of those response curve is to define a window of interest in the lower part of the curve. This is the window between the lowest observed adverse effect level LOAEL and the no observed adverse effect level NOAEL. Thus, the LOAEL is the lowest dose tested with a statistically significant effect, whereas the NOAEL is identified as the highest dose tested without a statistically significant effect. The LOAEL identifies the more frequently used term critical dose. A more frequently used approach nowadays is to model the dose-response relationship with confidence limits. However, the identification of a critical exposure that is a benchmark dose or LOAEL in an individual dose does not by itself constitute an indication for institution of chelation therapy. Thus, in the case of LEADS, for instance, in an analysis of several epidemiological studies, the European Food Safety Authority identified a BMDL01 for neurocognitive effect in children of 12 microgram per liter in blood, whereas the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention used the reference value of 50 microgram per liter in blood. This reference value is based on the 97.5 percentile of the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, blood lead distribution in children. The present guidelines involve the monitoring and removal of environmental leads is the action of choice at blood pyombium levels in the range 50 to 450 microgram per liter, whereas chelation treatment is indicated only if blood pyombium levels exceed 450 microgram per liter. In these cases, chelation with DMSA is recommended. Conclusions. Here we have briefly reviewed metals which are today considered essential for human life, with no intention to present a comprehensive review, but rather an attempt to highlight current general knowledge about essential metal elements. According to current knowledge, 60 of the elements in the periodic table are elements contained in human body, 
but only about 20 of these are considered to be essential for life, no matter what type of organism is under debate, and to take part in the healthy functioning of human body, including one of, from the most of the groups of the first three rows of the periodic table, among them 10 are metal elements absolutely human body must have. Even though only few metal elements are essential for human life, a role in medicine as therapeutic agents for several other metals have been found. Regarding some elements such as nickel, chromium and vanadium, the essentiality is still in contention. Presumably, better analytical methods and more specific tests for trace elements have to be carried out before additional elements could be added. Though there is still a long way to go before we understand the biological chemistry of life, some of the biological functions of essential metal elements are reviewed from a chemical point of view. For example, zinc 2 plus that doesn't act as a redox catalyst, but it is the most stable Lewis acid available in biology, presumably explaining the presence of zinc 2 plus in more than 200 of enzymes. Sodium and potassium with their particular properties together with their inability to bind tightly are abundant in all the universe and required for all life. Among the chemical properties of an element that makes it essential none of particular periodic properties can be considered essential for life. Indeed, essential elements have been selected from each group of the periodic table except the group 3 and 4 and the noble gases. A possible clue in classification an element as an essential or not is the HSAB classification into soft, hard acid-base chemical characteristics. As discussed, these characteristics can give an indication about the sites where the metal could exert its peculiar property and then its essentiality or not. What is clear is that the integrated approach of biological and chemical sciences, metallomics, is necessary to understand the biology of bulk or trace metal ions, their interactions and speciation in the cellular compartments and human body, their biological functions correlated to their chemical properties. Thank you for listening to this article. Please do follow me on Twitter, PubReading and on all podcast platforms. Thank you.